Get out your hot pie. Season 7, Episode 2 of Game of Thrones, Stormborn. We were on our feet watching this thing last night. Yeah, it was nonstop. It was absolutely nonstop from beginning to end, I think. They're getting things done now, you know. I'm glad that we're getting things done. And we did some really good things uh, in this episode. We'll just get right to it. Um, Dragonstone, just out the, the gate, we have Daenerys, you know, finally back in the family, the Targaryen homestead. Not feeling it, but she's got, you know, some bones to pick, specifically with Varys, whom she, like, just basically right there in the Dragonstone conference room just serves him, like, up uh, up some sass. Yeah, to- I mean, she totally calls him out on all the, you know... His switching of allegiances. Yeah, like, what's up with you, dude? Right, you know, because then, you know, who hired the assassins? And he's like, well, that was probably me. Robert wanted you dead. And then why did you side with this guy? You were my father's hand, you know, my father's counsel, and then you swing over to Robert, and then... You went to Viserys, and everybody knows he's an idiot, and then you tried to have me kill, and now you're behind me, and so how am I supposed to get your rah-rah if this is what you do? And now here's the big aha moment for us who've been watching the series, who have been asking ourselves all this time, what is Varys' uh, deal? Like, there's always these theories about he's a secret Targaryen, he's, he's tied up to... Some sort of like the there's the the blackfish, not the blackfish, but there's a there's a whole secret line of targs that he could have been a part of. Yeah. Everybody's always a secret targ on the show. Just start, just go fan theories. Just say everybody's a secret targ. You know, Grey Worm's a secret targ. Everybody's a secret targ. But this, we finally get down to brass tacks. It's not anything complicated. He finally just after she's like, "Look, dude, give me one reason why I shouldn't just kill you." Why should I trust you? And he says, I grew up in the gutter, chick, and grew up in, and stayed in empty houses and was hungry and poor. And I know the people that you're trying to re- to win over. I'm doing this for the realm. For the realm. Someone needs yeah. to because there's so many of you despots and power grabbers. Didn't he have that same conversation with Tyrion? He has. Several um uh, seasons back, it's like it's about the realm, and and he's he said that, and people yeah. just won't let that just be the thing. There's always the theorizing about, you know, the 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 way he was castrated by the second rate wizard, and and the voice that was whispered in the flames, and all that kind of stuff. Although the red priestesses pretty much agree that that was you know him being called into service, which I think he uh, rejects out of hand. But we finally just get it. He just says it. I'm not. I'm not here really for you yeah but i'm here now for you because you're the only one who can get this done looks like so you're the one i'm gonna serve with all my might but you can have gray worm take my head or you can have me burned up by dragons if that's what it is here's the gun so kind of a thing promises that he will she says swear to me lord varus that if you ever see me not serving the people that you'll tell me to my face right yeah and then he says, I swear it, uh, your grace, or I swear it, my queen. And then she says, and if you ever betray me, I'll have you burned alive. Because we know that's kind of his thing, you know. I think once you get your Johnson sort of burnt off, it wasn't burnt off, it was cut off and then burned. You kind of, it's kind of like the hound with the whole fire thing. So, but that was an interesting scene. It was. And we're like, oh, there's a big reveal. We've been like, everybody's been talking about it and trying to pull it apart for all of these years. There it is. He's just doing it for the people. Yeah. Plain and simple. And then we have um, Melisandre rolls up. She makes her way to Daenerys. And they're speaking in High Valyrian to each other. And she's telling um, Daenerys, you need to check Jon Snow. She doesn't say he died and I brought him back uh, from the dead. But her and Varys are uh, hard eating each other. They're just eyeballing the hell out of each other. Eye killing each other. And um, as he's snapping on Mel, Danny turns around like, "Oh, you come at a good time. We're just not partnering people who are like turncoats." Yeah, who who had their allegiance to the with the wrong leader. Yeah. So she hears Mel out, and Mel, they all kind of have a moment of going, you know, prophecies. Maybe not so much with the prophecies. Let's not get all heavy handed with those, because Vera says, "Hey, it didn't work out for you and Santa so much," and she's like, "It did not." 
But she says to Danny, I think you have a part to play. And then encourages her to sneak, uh, seek out Jon Snow, but not before uh, asking. Danny asks Mel about the prophecy of the prince that was promised. And Danny says, Well, unfortunately, I'm not a prince. And then. Masande comes with that, um, that translation check that it could be prince or princess. That was promised. That was promised. So I was like, Oh, snap! We've never heard this before. What if it's like prince and princess? Could be. And? I mean, yeah, it never says anything about... Johnny and his aunt... Uh, Johnny and his aunt... Danny? Dragon Rider? Aunt Danny, that's right. So, yeah, that was interesting. They kind of gave us a little bit... There was a big, huge chunk within two scenes. We get various purpose, and we get this new translation. Could be prince or princess, or as you're saying, prince and princess. Oh, that's just, you know, maybe. I yeah. mean, why not? Yeah. Um... And then when Mel calls up John's name, Tyrion's like, whoa, I know that dude. I know that guy. I rode to the wall yeah. with him. He's a good man. I like him. And I think you should, uh, you should talk to this guy. And Danny's all like, yeah, that's awesome. I'll talk to this dude. But um, he's going to bend the knee. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was like at the end of that scene, it was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, how's John going to take that? Like, I don't uh, think John's going to be bending no damn knee. Yeah. Or he may just go, okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, he's like, here, my Here's knee's bent. Knee. Have you seen a White Walker? This, we got something to Here's deal with. Here's my knee. Yeah. Here's, you want me on both knees? I don't, lady, I don't want to be. He just handed over. Because okay, so we had to I, we go to the scene where John is in Winterfell. And once again, the brother and sister team are fighting in front of the fam yeah. in the north. Because she's like gotten. Privately, it's Davos and John and Sansa looking at Tyrion's note from Danny summoning him. And he's like, she's like, what does this last line mean about we're all, um, we're all dwarves? We're all, uh, uh, we're all bastards in, um, in our father's eyes. Because that's how they met each other in the Great Hall uh, when the Lannisters had first come to Winterfell. So hearkening back all the way to season one, like, Episode one, probably, you know, or so episode a pilot two. Or two. Epi- it was right up in there. It was up, yeah. It's one or two. So he's like, "Oh, one. I remember this guy." So he's yeah. like, "Homie, do you remember me?" There's a lot of texting going on in this uh, this episode. There was a lot of just texts. It was at least three major texts. So that was that was one from Tyrion going, "Hey yo, remember me? Um, come and see Danny." And Sansa's like, "It's too dangerous," and Davos agrees, "It's too dangerous. We don't know. She's a Targaryen." Uh, they kind of, you know. Sansa will point this out in front of the Great Hall later. Hey, the, the, the Targs kind of killed our grandfather. Yeah, there's not, there's and not, and our, uh, you know, uncle. So maybe we don't do that. He's like, like, anytime Starks go down south, nothing bad happens. Everything bad happens. You no, know? it's not good. Targ, Lannister. Yeah. So then, right? He decides you you think they're about to head clash and she's like he's taking her counsel but he's he's he announces look I'm going to go see Danny and everybody in the room is like you're the king of the north your place is yeah. here and he's like we need dragons we need dragon fire even lady um you know lady uh Liana Mormont was like dude stay here we need the king in the north in well, the north then the other text that he shares with the group besides the text from Tyrion the other raven he gets is from um Sam at the Citadel saying, by the way, guess what I figured out? Dragonstone is a big old just mountain of dragon glass. So now here's reason two coming from two different directions, right? So John's like, I got to go. And I was like, no, you can't go. And he's like, look, I don't, again, you haven't seen a White Walker. Yeah. So I've got to go. And then Sansa's over there getting huffy and puffy. And, you know, Littlefinger's just loving all of this descent. He just loves all he's of looking, this. He's looking for that little crack where he yeah. can weasel his way into. He's a little crack. So Shit. then uh, Sansa's all getting butthurt, and uh, John goes, no, you're, I'm going to leave it to you. This is it, Winterfell is yours yeah. until I get back. You rule the whole north. Oh. If, I may, if I might not get back, it's all yours, girl. So now, you know, Littlefinger's over there touching himself. Going, <laughs> yeah, that bastard. And I should say there's a, a, a – I'm doing this kind of out of order. We're not doing – this is not a pure recap. This We're not a recap show. But there was so much happening, I felt like I had to kind of course through yeah, it. Yeah, I mean there's – we've even like go, – going back to the, that first scene in the war room, 
you know, just to take a step back. And they yeah. had all, they had, you know, she, they there was... Um, there was Olina. Olina was in there. Um, Alaria, Yara. And yeah, and they Dion. were all talking about this battle plan to, you know, send, send the the Unsullied to take Castle Rock and then send... That's right. The Highgarden uh, army and the... Um, the Dornish army to surround King's Landing, King's right? Landing, yeah. And then, so so they have all but, this. But I should go to the Castle Rock for for a reason. I mean, that even though we know that the gold reserves have been depleted at Casterly Rock, the the crucial thing about taking Casterly Rock is to find out something. This is in my mind. They've been hinting along. I've been saying this outright along the series that. The Lannisters, who've always paid their debts, they're kind of ro- they're running low in, on gold reserves. And is it symbolic? Symbolically, well, I think because Tyrion, no, 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 no. Tyr- Tyrion says, "Well, everyone cl- knows that that um, Castle Rock has always been the seat of power." Right, but something I've been sort of clocking with this entire time, and how does Bravos play into it? Here's how it goes: So Castle oh. Rock. I think Tywin, before he got shot in the ball sack on the shitter, knew this, and he was probably the only dude who knew this besides the actual guys handling the coppers over Casterly Rock, that they're kind of broke. That's right. And who has most of the money, and whom do you never want to take out a loan from and not pay back? The bank at Bravos. Yeah. You don't want to owe... The Bravosi Bank, any coin because guess who they roll with? The faceless men. I forgot about Bravosi. That's guy. right. And, so and, why are they yeah. playing into this? So I think you know they'll get there. They'll they'll capture it just to get Cersei's goat and to piss off you know Jamie and those guys. But there's a bigger play. I think there's a bigger play to find and get there and go. Hey, thanks you for you know conquering this this symbolic piece, but there's nothing here. And then Bravos can roll in. You know, a war can't be won unless it's bankrolled. Yeah, and it could be a you know a, a bargaining chip to to yeah. get to something else. Get Cersei to sit down and shut up. I don't well, know. Well, she's not going to sit down and shut up. No, she's, she's dead. She's going to die. I think my death pool has her dying uh, this season. I think we're going to get rid of a lot of people. I think she's on the death roll. Her Baelish. We'll go, we'll get to all the the death pool when we, we close out. But okay, so Alina, after. Uh, Danny gets all this advice about who to attack and what the battle plan is. Alina sits down with Danny and offers up her advice. Yeah, and that's something that that I was like, what? What? What is she trying to say? You know, it's like, what does this mean when she says, you know, be a dragon? Yeah, she's seen people try to be peacemakers. She's yeah. seen Alina's been around the block a few times, and she's seen people try to do all the kinds. She said, and my granddaughter was one of the greatest people on the planet, and she did. Okay. So now she's like sitting here going, just go be a dragon. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it doesn't – if you tell Targs to just go buck wild, it doesn't work out. Well, see, I mean like – They like, tend to go a little overboard. Everybody wanted them to uh, – uh, you know, Yara, Alaria, and and um, even I think Alina, although she didn't say anything. But they were all – Let's now. attack you know, now. And Danny was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean my – my stupid brother would have done that. And also, I don't want to be the queen of ashes. Yeah. I don't want to just go and burn it to down, burn it down. I want to, I want to sit in control of it and like have the people's hearts and stuff. And that's when Lady Alina says, "That's awesome, but you need to be the dragon." So I, I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that's. Yeah, I, I just I've been thinking about that since yesterday. And I'm like, what is what does that mean? Be a targ. You know, know, be be a dragon. Because that can mean many things. Some targs drank wildfire. Like one dude drank wildfire and died screaming. Yeah. The other one, like, was going to burn up the entire King's Landing and burn them all, guy. Like, there's a lot of crazy targs. So, and, you know, even Aegon, you know, he was, he was with his sisters. So, you know, what does that actually mean? Okay, so that happened in there. And then we, uh, I don't know if it's a cut to scene, but we go to what Cersei's laying down. And Cersei's, like, oh, yeah, spreading the... fake news. Yeah. She's propagandizing about what Danny has done and scaring the shit out of people who are standing in the throne room there at the Red Keep. And she's saying... With, with Randall Tarly. Yeah, with Randall Tarly standing there with Dickon. <laughs> what a dumb No, name. it's Dickon. Dickon Tarly. Uh, unfortunate. But it, thank God he's handsome. I don't think he'd get... What, what did you say that he was? we saw him in? Was... Well, the original uh, Dickon... <laughs> 
Uh, was the guy who plays the first Bachelor guy on Unreal on Lifetime. That's how I connected that dot. Oh. I don't know his name. Oh. But anyway, so, but before we get to that little, that little moment between Jamie and uh, Randall, she's telling everybody in the room this slightly different, off, scary version of Danny and how she... She roasted people here in Slaver's Bay because basically she was a bored, a bored person. And she's letting all the brown people come across the sea, you know, the heathens of the, the Dothraki. Dothraki that's and, right. You know, just these brown folks are coming across the sea and they're just all like <gasps> pearl clutching. Because, again, a lot, a lot of people accuse the Game of Thrones of uh, not being diverse, but it's, you know, I, don't, I probably said this in the last episode, but it's based on... Martin based the series on 15th century uh, Great Britain. So he's making it accurate to its times, you know. I'm all for diversity. I'm always waving that flag. I am always about it. So I don't want to get into a whole thing. But it's the one moment where they use this thing where you see all of these white folks are like, who's coming? Oh, my God. And she's just sort of sitting there like – um you know, the Sean Spicer of the moment, just just saying just really bullshit kind of alternate facts to these people. And then Jamie steps to uh, Randall and says, hey, dude, um, I need you to go over and take down High Garden." And Randall, as much as we don't like him because of the way he treated Sam in yeah. the scene that we when he came home to visit. And Sam stole the sword. Stole, he stole the sword. I wonder, if, does Randall know that? Surely he did. He's like, where did I put my sword? He has a big-ass, you know, Valerian <laughs> sword hanging in the dining room. You're going to know if, if it's missing. But so, so Jamie wants him to go and, you know, take down Alina. And Randall has a problem with this. Yeah. He's known her since they were children. And he's also sworn his his house to Highgarden. To Highgarden, yeah. He's one of their bannermen. Yeah, he's definitely one of their bannermen, and you know they haven't sur- they've survived because they've had these two this, these two houses have been joined uh, all this time. So he's like, I don't really want to do that. And Jamie's like putting him because you and I were thinking Jamie's going to be looking at Cersei, going, "What the hell, bitch? You've like all of our kids are dead. Why are we even bothering doing this?" And all of a sudden, he's just he's drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, I thought I th- I was that totally surprised me when he was when he said we know we we need you to do this and with the incentive of you know we're gonna need a new warden of the south so if you do this for us you're gonna get that position appealing to that ego but then he has to go and you know take down Alina yeah and, and he J- knows he, she won't go out he never I mean without a fight at the end of that scene he never saw like yeah dude I'll do it no. It was, there was never a. I don't think I got a, we got a firm answer out of that. Did no, we? we didn't get a firm answer. But what was telling was that I didn't expect that Jamie to do that. I thought yeah. Jamie was totally changing in yeah. some way. I, I, who knows? But you know, maybe he's got some other card up his sleeve. He's trying to get this to happen, and then he's going to double cross. Well, if he doesn't turn it around, he's going to die. Yeah, he's on the death pool. He's on the death pool too. Um, and then probably not right after this, but Kyburn uh, takes Cersei down into the bowels of, uh, I want to say the castle there. Oh yeah, the Red Keep, and yeah. shows uh, him all of the to the dungeons, the dragon heads that are down there that uh, the Targaryens um, had, and we get to see the massive head of Balerion the Dread, the Black Dread, and which is about roughly the size of Drogon. Drogon's head might be. Bigger, I think, than uh, Valerians. I'm not sure, but anyway, I think by this time he's this point he's bigger. Probably, I mean, but they're they're close, right? So, Kyburn is telling um, Cersei. It, we heard that in the fighting pits in Marine that Viserion, uh, the dragon, was injured, and so we know that they can be killed. Of course, he was smaller. Yeah, but anyway. Um, and they had no modern experience with dragons until Danny's dragons came around because they had been dead for what centuries or something. So he's devised this massive crossbow bolt thing yeah. that can break through the skull of a dragon. And I certainly hope that doesn't come into play with that kind of theory floating out there that one of those dragons will fall and fall into the hands of the Night King. I don't know. Well, I mean, if they, 
Well, I don't, I don't know. Why show it to us? At this point, when we literally do not have time for any filler. And, and honestly, Game of Thrones does not do filler. They're trying, they have so many things to like get done. It's been a dense series. If you're showing it to us, what are you going to do with it? I think, if, I think they might, you know, they might. Well, see, that's the thing. If, 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 they, bring, if they bring a dragon down, um, I don't, that sort of, you know, the whole theory about the dragon going down up in the north. Yeah. It, it's, it's, because there's, I mean, it, it's too, it throws out one, one theory if they bring one down. Because who are it, our three dragon riders? It's not the you know it's the 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 dragon. One of the three is not going to become an ice dragon because it obviously died in Westeros. Yeah, I don't know. We, we, we'll get a, we'll probably but get all those questions. I think I think it'll come into play, and I think you know maybe like in a battle they'll be shooting at it. But that's the thing. It's a it's a freaking moving target. I think they hopefully just use it on Cersei. That's how she dies. Yeah. Um, then we catch to this great scene at the Citadel and it was gnarly and it was, it was awesome, uh, because it, it hits something that, uh, I knew from the books and because Jorah, as soon as we find out he has grayscale, you know, I'm like going back into my grayscale lore. We know that, uh, infants and children have a better shot at surviving it. And we know that Shireen, Princess Shireen, um, Stannis's daughter, the Maester Crescent and well, they say it's Crescent, but it really is Pylos, this, this 25 year old Maester who, who figures it out and he kind of walks you through the things that he did, um, to stop the red disease, uh, slash grayscale, which we think started in the doom of Valeria. It was the curse of, you know, the great doom brought about by the Targs and stuff like that, uh, Faceless Men. So we find out Jorah's locked up at the Citadel, and, and Sam is exa- the old maester, Maester Slughorn, that's what I call him. He's examining uh, Jorah, and he's basically looking at him going, oh, man, you're oh, you're done. Yeah. In years, it'll take hold, but he's like, my mind, he goes, probably, what, six, six months? Six months. Yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna. Usually, if you were anybody else, if you were, if you since you're a knight, I'll give you one last night. I mean, one last day, and then has that that shotting glance over at his sword. Yeah, and Jorah's like, "What? Like what, dude?" So then, Sam is questioning him about doing it. You know, uh, tell your family. He goes, "My family's forgot me a long time ago. I'm not, I'm dead to them or whatever." And then he picks up that Jorah's last name is Mormont. Yeah. And then he's like, what? I got to save this man. Because, you know, him and um, his pop, Eamon Mormont. Yeah. His pops, uh, no, his pops was the, um, the, the, the commander of the Night's Watch yeah. up there. Yeah. He was uh, the big deal over there. So he's like, I got to do this for you. So he goes off and he, he finds, he pulls out the book by Pylos. Yeah. Where he had logged down. How he had treated Grayscale. And Sam sneaks back in, pushing his tray of poultices and formulas and a leather bag of box wine. And he takes a swig and then has, he said, This is going to be very painful and you can't scream, bite down on this thing. Or we'll both be busted. Yeah, we'll both be thrown up out of here. So he scrapes he starts to peel off the grayscale yeah. he says i need it i need to peel off the infected um top layer and put this stuff on it this yeah. salve this yeah. muddy looking shit that he was mixing up this is a world where i mean do you think they would have some sort of equivalent of of advil you've got all these potions can you not like I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we wouldn't have had the scene with Jorah like losing his like going mad almost with pain that was that was a re- that was a good scene. That was an excellent yeah. scene. I don't know why it really stood out for me. Yeah. It was also just seeing Sam and Jorah together yeah. was kind of trippy. It's, it's like cause, because we know Sam is. I mean, we we the the last several scenes with Sam, he's being shot down by by um, Maester Slughorn. He's yeah. like, you know, you're just we're, we're not going to do that. And finally, he takes it upon himself to save. 
uh, uh, Sir Jorah. Who has his part to play. Yeah. Who I think will end up being a sacrifice in the name of Danny, but I think he's going to be a huge uh, piece of this puzzle. So Sam, being at the Citadel at this time, when Jorah shows up, to use this cure that Pylos and Crescent used on Shireen, Stannis' daughter, see, all this stuff. I was just all... Yeah, it's all connect, connect, it's all connect. connected. And, uh, yeah, it was, but it was also just cool to see those those two characters who have never been. Yeah. That was cool. So, I mean, so that scene while he's, while he's cutting into the oozing pus oh, yeah. of Ser Jorah, <laughs> it's like cuts to this guy eating a pie. Yeah, cutting to an oozing. Oozing, like, pot pie. Cooked by. Hot pie. Yay! It was so good to see him. Yeah. And you want to be excited that Arya is going to be like running to Hot Pie and going, dude, how have you been? She is sitting there just just yanking his Hot Pie apart and just sort of ch- chomping and staring off into the distance thinking about how she's going to kill Cersei. So she's hell-bent on killing Cersei. Yeah. She's just, you know, she she hung out with Ed Sheeran. They had a song. They had a moment. He announced, she announces, I'm going to kill the queen. She's just, she's just making a straight line for Cersei Lannister. When Hot Pie lets it drop, that John is not only still alive, he's the king in the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. It was like, it, w- it was weird because, I mean, that whole, that whole dialogue was like, um, it was funny, too, because he was talking about, you know, how to make these pies, and, and she's like, um, yeah, I didn't do that. And he's like, did you make? Are you making pies? And he's like, oh, just a couple of them. I just made a couple of them. <laughs> I made a Lothar, black, uh, black Waldar and Lothar pie. <laughs> I didn't do that. You brown the butter. That's the secret. I didn't do that. I, I didn't do that. <laughs> and she's all... One like, or two. <laughs> like you said, she's just, she's like ripping into this pie looking like straight forward. Not even looking at him, not yeah. taking him in. There's no big, this reunion moment. And he's like... Oh my gosh, Ari, you know, you're pretty. And I wish I had, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he lets it slip about John. And that's the first time I think she actually looks that's, at him. Yeah, yeah, that's when she breaks. She's like, uh, no, he's like, aren't you going to go back to Winterfell? And she's like, why should I go there? The Boltons. The Boltons have it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, they don't. They're dead. It's like, you know, Jon Snow is the king of the north. And, and she's just like. Yeah. And we're finally just like, literally since season one, See? she was a little yeah. girl. And you're going, oh my god! Finally, at that at that moment, we I think we both just were like, Sansa's go. I mean, uh, uh, Arya's going home. Yeah, we were screaming at the TV. I mean, we knew she was going to do it, yeah. but we were just like, yeah. Because we're, we're we're waiting for that moment. It's like when when you know is Arya going to go home? When is when is um, Bran going to be there? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can't wait for all these reunions. I hope they're not sad ones, but so. So Arya hesitates outside the inn. She sees the Lannister uh, army headed for King's Landing. Yeah, the two guys that she's been tailing. And she flips her horse around in the road. And she rides for Heads the north. north. And we're all like, like yeah! <laughs> and then, and it, and it didn't happen in this order, but we're just going to get to it because we're here. When she's in the... I, mean, I, knew, it, I knew it immediately. I just knew it almost immediately. Yeah, you called it out. I mean, she's she's <laughs> kneeling in the snow. She's decided to go north. She's, she's tending, tending her fire. fire. Yeah, her horse neighs. But even before then, she's just kneeling in the snow. Snow, and I went Nymeria. Yeah, and I started yelling at the screen, Nymeria, come through! And uh, we got our wish. And she's huge. She's fucking huge. Is she bigger than Ghost? You think? Probably she looks bigger than Ghost. Yeah, but we haven't. I haven't really. We haven't seen Ghost in in, in since a while. the resurrection scene. Yeah, but she looks a lot bigger. And you and you were making a point, is that like because she's out in the wild and she has a whole her whole pack. She with has her. a wolf pack. Yeah, that she's ahead of. They're so not what, dire wolves, obviously. They're just a wolf pack. Yeah, and if you're out in the wild, maybe there's no. There's no well. Well, there's. You're not in a kennel. Yeah, you can. You're not eating tamed meat. Like you you're can gulping grow down now. Pretty large. You can whatever you're gulping down is feeding yeah. your direwolfness. That's why, like, John would let uh, Ghost go off and hunt, and he'd come and back with his yeah. fill. You know, so she's massive. She is 
trying to focus on Aria. What was the Twitter joke that we loved? The best Twitter oh, joke yeah. about that reunion? It was um, Aria was like, um, it's me, Aria. It's me, Aria. And then Nymeria's like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> and we know that this Aria is saying to Nymeria, she actually bows in front of her. She lays yeah. her sword down and she she bows to this great friend of hers, her dire wolf. And the dire wolf is looking at her like, okay, I know you, girl. I know you. You saved my life by running me off because Cersei would have had me beheaded. Mm -hmm. I think they're sentient like the dragons are. I think they know all this stuff and they remember because she remembers Arya. And then we we have a moment where we hearken back into a scene where Arya is a little girl and she's sitting there with Ned. And Ned is saying to her when they're in uh, King's Landing, one day you'll be dressed up in a dress and you'll be a, a lady of the court. She goes, no, it's not me. Yeah, that's not me. And then when Nymeria is standing there in front of her, and she's like, go with me, girl. Go with me. I'm going home. I'm going to Winterfell. Come with me. And Nymeria is kind of like, I'm going to bounce. And she looks at her walking away and says, no, that's not you. Yeah. That heartbreak to getting it. I'm tearing up talking about it. Yeah, and, and we know, we know. I mean, you know, Nymeria is just going to be – a stone's throw away. You know, she's going to follow. Yeah, I don't think she's going to go away. I think she's going to no. do it her way. It's she, yeah, like, she's going to do it. I see no. what happens when I roll in the company of men and I allow you to pin me up and people know about me. How about I just do a sneak attack? Because again, because yeah, that's not. We don't just get this with so much to get done. I don't think these guys are just showing us Nymeria to go, oh, Nymeria. Or they would have given that into like a closing credit to her howling on a, a mountaintop or something. I think. Her running with that large pack of wolves tells me that they're going to come into play at some point. Yeah, there she's, you know, she's a she's free. She has her her pack, and she's and nobody. She doesn't have a boss. Yeah, she doesn't have a boss, and that's how it that's how it should be. Probably I mean, all along, we'd have all these uh, dire wolves if that was the case. Yeah, if we didn't have you know the Starks wanting to take them home. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of feel you on that one. Leave him in the wild. But they would have died anyway, like Ned said, because their mother was killed, remember, by by that stag. Yeah. So. By the stag. So, did we talk about this already? I feel like I feel like we've watched the show so many times just because we were in love with it. Did we, would we cover John chokeholding Littlefinger down in the crypts? No, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so so he, before he leaves to the south, he's going down to the the crypts in Winterfell. To say goodbye, as one does. As one does. Say as good, a Stark, Say yeah. goodbye to, to his his pops, you know, to Ned's Ned's uh, grave. And, and somehow Littlefinger it follows him. Is creeping him. on him. Yeah, just follows him down. And like, like no one said, hey, you can't go you can't go down there. But he's down there. But John tells him you shouldn't be yeah, down he here. Yeah, you shouldn't be here. And he says, um, he says, he said, well, first he takes a dig of Catelyn wasn't really fond of you, was she? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then she said, he says that he loved her. And that he also loved his sister. Oh yeah, Sansa. And, and then that he... made John stop in his tracks. He goes, "You never did say this is Littlefinger. You oh, never did, you say, did thank say thank you, you. that, uh, that I, yeah. my army showed up and saved your bacon." And then he said, "I love Sansa." And he just he turns around and pins him to the side of the crypt wall. And I'm like, "Please be the moment where you die." Yeah, he throttles. I mean, he grabs his neck like in a chokehold with his with his hand mm -hmm. and throws him up against the wall. I I think. Though that Littlefinger's death will be given, he, he will die at the hands of Sansa. Yeah, that would be that would be better. That's I would gotta happen. Yeah, right. Who else is who else needs to kill Littlefinger? Sansa should be the one. To, that should to be do hers. It. Like like John gave, you know, Ramsay's uh, death to Sansa. He'll he'll do this solid. He'll come back around and go, go ahead on. So that was interesting. Um, what else happened? So. We covered the hot pie thing, the Nymeria thing. So let's get to um, our Alaria and Yara getting it on. Well, first, we, when we're in the Dragonstone conference room, yeah, having our big powwow, we see Alaria checking out Yara's butt. I got to say, I said this last I didn't season. Even know, I didn't see that. Didn't Yara's butt that. and those leather pants are giving me life. Those, that's a nice butt and a nice pair of leather pants. Not everyone can rock leather pants, and Yara's doing it. And Alara, Alaria is noticing it. Um, and that's kind of cute. And then, like, later, they're, held, they're hanging out in the hold of the ship, and Theon's down there. It's the three of them, Alaria, Theon, and uh, Yara. 
And they're getting their drink on, and Ilaria's making moves on Yara, and Theon's like, I do not want to be here right like, now. Uh, do you have to do this now? I don't really want to be here right now. Come on. Also, no penis. What? Yeah. Um, and just as they're about to get their groove on, we don't even get to have our scene uh, of these two getting it on. I don't know why. I'm sure it's kind of, it kind of irritated some people, and I, I get why. Uh, they didn't get to have their get it on moment. But then Euron attacks. But, but then they, you know, they got the their Grey Worm Masande moment. We did. We had. Uh, so. We'll get to. We'll cover that next. We we'll promise we'll go there next. So, but what, one shouldn't be traded for the other. You know what I'm saying? Like we've yeah. watched a bunch of white people screw for seasons. Can we not? You know, let other representation happen here. Is all I'm saying. Since we're in a show that gets accused of being really white and really straight. Very heterosexual. So, and, and more incest, you know, scenes than, you know, anyway. So, Euron attacks. Euron's uh, thousand ships roll up on the fleet. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that happening. You had a problem with that. I knew it was going to happen, uh, but you, you had a problem with the, the, the logistical, like, why wouldn't they have known it was coming? Well, see, this is the thing. Like, uh, go, and you make a good point about that. Going though. back to that first, um, that first scene in that war room on Dragonstone where... Tyrion says you were going to send, you know, uh, Yara and uh, Illyria back. Mm-hmm. Were they going to Dor- back to Dorne or were they going to King's Landing? I think they were going to Dorne. Okay, so or, they were, or, you know, those two places where they needed yeah, to go. Yeah, they were going to send them up that way, the, her ships up that way. Oh, no, they were going to King's Landing. You're right. So they were going to go surround King's Landing and do their thing. So I, I just don't, I don't, re- I don't. Why didn't somebody send a bird? Yeah, I don't know like, why they didn't have like a recon, you know, mission where they're like, yeah. um, Euron's thousand ship fleet is just, you know, fifty to a hundred miles north of us. Why are we sailing into that? Right. You know, and that was and that and that's the thing. I think that that's the. They didn't get a text. There was no text, but that's the and that's the the prize that he was he was saying that he was gonna yeah. you know and I was like because we talked about it on that. Our first podcast was like, what's that prize? Yeah, I thought it was going to be the horn. I don't know if we're going to introduce the horn now. I think we're done past the horn. I think it's – here is uh, some fleets. Here's some ships. Well, you know, they burned all the ships. Yeah, they burned them or took them out. And then they they uh, they killed all of uh, – They killed all the sand snakes. Or Oberyn, the, Oberyn's children. The, the kids, the three Yeah, women. Oberyn's sand snakes are all gone. Now, a lot of people were saying – this is just kind of being mean against the sand snakes. I've been rolling my eyes at the sand snakes since they were introduced because they were like, oh, we're going to do something with these girls. And they managed to, what, kill, like, their cousin Tristan and um, Marcella, right? That's – and just be annoying. I don't know. And then the, and then the um, you know, the, the, the guy over there who who's the um, – who was the king of Dorne. Yeah, they, you know, killed and, him. And his, his, his uh, royal guard. Yeah. No. Uh, was that Alaria's brother, cousin? He was a relative. Yeah, I don't know how no, that whole wait. thing. I don't know how no, that is. No, that was her um, brother-in-law. That, that was Oberyn's brother. That was Oberyn's brother. And she brother. thought he was weak as shit, so yeah. she had him killed. But the Sand Snakes have been kind of, in a lot of people's minds, useless. So the show is like, great, no more Sand Snakes. We're not going back to Dorne anymore. We're done. Um, so we ha- all three sand snakes go down and, um, they're run through. I've, I've noticed that one of them was run through very much like, uh, how she ran Tristan through. I don't know if that was just poetic justice. Oh, yeah. And another one was hung. So maybe the choking of the, I don't know. There's probably some symbolic stuff and all the way they died, but I'm, probably not going to bother looking it up. I mean, like those girls, I think those actresses are very beautiful and talented and, and do a great job, but I just have never really cared about the same No, they, they really didn't give an, enough so time to them. So yeah. yeah, and so now Alaria and Yara are taken hostage by Euron and confronted with uh, Uncle Euron with his eyeliner on. He's got that axe up to Yara's throat and Theon's confronted with this and he straight up turns into Reek and yeah. jumps into the drink. But rather than doing, you know, a, an about face and swimming away from Euron's ship, 
you get the sense that he's on his little floaty piece of debris and he's going to follow the ship. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, if that's the case, he needs to he needs to paddle a little quicker because there's a good fifty hundred feet between them. And are there sharks in these waters? This is a completely different world. No. Do we have sharks there? I would imagine that we would have the same kinds of fish no, we would have probably. anywhere else. So, I don't know. Open sea. Hope not. It's a gnarly thing that happens after you know shipwrecks back in the past. In the olden times, the sharks got there pretty quick. So let's hope that doesn't happen. You know, I don't. I don't. One thing to lose your, you know, I don't see Johnsons. Another thing to lose your legs. I don't see what what the advantage of Cersei having um uh, um the ships. Well, no, no, not the, a, not the ships, because they they they, oh, having they destroyed the ships. Yeah. So what you have, you, you're gonna have you have this again. It goes back to the thousand ships. You're you're a naval power. You're not going to be able to take land. Yeah. You don't have the troops. I don't know. You know, and yeah, she, I'm with you. I'm with it's you. It's like you know what what is she going to do with with uh, Yara and Alaria? I mean, what we're going to have her for what torture scenes or something? I yeah. mean. It makes no sense because, and also... Symbolic takeover, though, because now you have the Queen of the Iron Islands, you know, proposed queen, and you have the ruler of Dorne. So, you're killing heads of state here. It, it's kind of like, it, it shows the rest of the people that there's a symbolic yeah. victory here. Maybe, maybe so, so, but and, I, you know, I think all of these people are easily, they're getting, they're getting alternative facts. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an empty... It's an empty threat, you know. I, there, there, you still have to deal with the North. There's men up there. Mm-hmm. There's there's lots of households. They're all united now. It's just, I, I it's like I, I think, I think what Cersei's just buying time. I think really, she is. Well, she's, you know. she's, 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 she's uh, knows she's outnumbered, and that's kind of been her thing. Like she's going to play to the bitter end. You know, Maggie the Frog's already told her this doesn't end well, and she's just never going to give up. And she she knows that's going to end. Yeah. She's going to play to the last man. She's going to she's going to sacrifice the last life to get what she wants. She's driven in that way. Uh, we'll talk about this uh, scene between Masunday and Grey Worm. Um, we were both mentioning that they probably have. Uh, you know, gyms in their homes because someone's doing squats. Yeah, they both be doing squats. I swear, those are beautiful people. Those are very, very beautiful people. So that was good to see. What is it Gay of Thrones calls uh, Grey Worm uh, baby Barack Obama? Is that what? Is yeah, that... and then they call him a Sande Solange. <laughs> They're so hilarious. Uh, I love Gay of Thrones. It's back. It's it's wonderful. So if you if you guys have never seen... Gay or Thrones on Funny or Die. There's usually one up almost immediately the day after the episode, and it's pretty righteous. But so we get to see these two finally come together. He tells her that he's never feared anything. Yeah. He's always been known for his bravery, but she's given him fear for the first time because she's made him weak in the fact that he loves her. And this is the first time he's ever felt fear. And then, you know, because he's about to go off and, and sail and, you know. He's, he's about to go off and take Castle Rock. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is a big moment. They finally get together. And what is awesome, it's kind of a small victory for the show, is how many times do you get to see uh, ladies getting pleasure on the, on the TV show? So he might not have the equipment to do certain things, but Grey Worm, you know, he's got skills, it looks like. We didn't get to see a whole lot of it. He read a book or two. He, he, yeah, he did. He was going downtown. Gonna rock her world. So, I hope they, you know, that was, at least she seemed like she was having a good time. So, that's, that was an interesting moment. Do you think that this is going to be the last time they see each other? Do you think they're going to... God, I hope not, but it certainly doesn't bode well Kill when people of, have yeah. these tender moments. When these two characters in this huge ensemble have this tender moment, you're like, oh my God, Grey Worm's in the death pool. That's what I thought of most immediately. I don't think you're going to kill Masande. You need her to translate things. But he's a great warrior, and he just said this. He gave her a big monologue about fear and weakness, and then they found love. So, yeah, of course they're going to probably fucking kill him, you know? This will be the last time they see each other. I wonder what the what the... 
the forces, uh, the the man count over there is at, you know, at um, Casterly Rock. I don't know. It's something that I, because, I've been, I want to get back Ty- to my reading about these places and yeah, their significance. Once, and once Tywin was dead, it's like, you know, how many Lannisters, how many are, Lannisters of that family are left? Lannister forces. I don't know. You know, like, they, Kevin's hanging out. Yeah, he's in. He's you know, on the the small council, but. It's like they're. I guess their generals and all those other people will still be in place, right? I don't. You know, that that is a good question though. Taking stock of where we are on the board right now with stats, because I haven't. I just started thinking about that whole Casterly Rock, Bravos Bank thing today. Going oh. because I know they don't really have much to offer except for again a symbolic victory, and kind of a little bit of Tyrion getting to go. Aha. A Lannister is taking it back, you know, against Lannister. Yeah, it 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 almost be like okay, yes, they get Highgarden, but then they lose their own home. But Casterly Rock is not the breadbasket of this world, and and no, it's not. And and Highgarden is. Yeah, they supply. I mean, Cersei wouldn't even have any wine if it weren't for Highgarden. That's where your Arbor Gold comes from. That's the Napa of this piece. Yeah. So lots of things are going on. Uh, we were on our feet. We watched it twice, oh, almost immediately. I'm, I think I'm, the, I'm so tired today, is because just watching that back to back last night, I was just, uh. <laughs> we're just so excited. Yeah, this is how out of shape you and I are. We get sapped by watching uh, an episode of Game of Thrones twice. Wow, talk about someone who doesn't go to the gym. Yeah, and I mean like. Episode one was great, and then episode two, they just raised it to another level. Yeah, I want to keep seeing this. I don't it's want to like, see any slowdowns. Shit. And you know, the, the the thing is, is like we got to wait seven more days. I know. I mean, you were just saying the torture of it all is that we have to wait seven not days. not right what they're doing. To see the can't next do thing. do that. Uh, yeah, it is really – it's so hard. It is so hard. And I can't wait for your dad because we get your dad hooked on Game of Thrones, and they don't have HBO where they live, but when he comes to visit – we always get him to binge watch a show. Like he was starting to watch Breaking Bad and he was really getting into it. And then he started watching. Uh, he railed all the way through Ga- uh, Game of Thrones. Did he make it to at least five? No, he got he got all, he all the finished, way up to six. He finished six. So he's ready to go. Yes. Wow. So he was like asking me all kinds of questions and had his own theories and was asking me who's who. And we put together a Game of Thrones uh, puzzle. A we pu- did yeah. the uh, map of Westeros. Yeah, you guys put you put the puzzle together, and then he started watching the show, and he was telling me he's like, "Oh, see now, I, now I know when they say things, I'm like, oh, that's where it was on the puzzle. It was over here." I think he got mad at me because after we finished it, I let it sit out for a day, and then I <laughs> put, it away. It, put it back in the box. He was he was very crestfallen. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're excited. So the next one's coming up Sunday. What's the next one called? Um, something about the Queen's Justice. I want to say. I don't remember, but I would say it's like the Queen's Justice. Is that it? Um, and I'm trying not to watch too many things ahead. Yes, yeah, called the Queen's Justice, and I, I feel like that we're going to have our John and Danny meeting in the next episode. I think we're not hesitating. I think he's there. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, season eight is the White Walker War and yeah. the war to come that everybody thinks they're calling. This war that's happening now—it's the not, war to yeah. come is season eight. Yeah, I'm sorry. it's not a war, but amongst the the seven kings. This is just petty, stupid men, you know, who could have been spending all this time getting ready ready for, uh, you know, the long night. But no, we got to sit here and like. Do some trifling crap about thrones. It will not matter when they're like made of ice yeah. and everyone has blue eyes and they're just standing out in the yard. Can you imagine just all of Westeros? Just everything is just White Walkers, and there's like that's it forever. So do you? So did we look at what happens next? Did we watch the next on at the end of the episode? I think we did, but I can't. It's kind of faded in my memory. Yeah. But I think there is the, the they treat with each other because if, if he's again. if he's going down with. Um, with uh, Davos, Davos. Down oh yeah, to that's going to be tense. Going down to um, hey, what's up, Dragonstone? Mel? He said, "If I ever see you again, I'll kill you." 
But didn't he say if I ever see you in the north, I'll kill you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Bran is on his way to Winterfell as well. Yeah, they're going to be Arya's on his on her way. So they they all. So John's not going to get the message from Bran that hey, by the way, uh, you're really not a brother, right? You're our. You're our. He would be cousin. Their cousin. Mm-hmm. Right. Daddy, sister. If the story is true, because again, people say, well, even if Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen made John, he's still illegitimate because they weren't married, right? Yeah. But he's a Targaryen bastard. Someone believe exactly, but someone was saying out on the interwebs that no, they were very much in love. He didn't kidnap her. They they truly cared, and they went and they got married. But wasn't he married to? He was someone else. To um, a Martell. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But. Maybe you can have many wives. Well, maybe because Ilya Martell was killed by Robert Baratheon that, you know, she was dead by the time this marriage happened. I don't know the timeline there anymore, but I feel like it's Ilya Martell, I think, by the time she she was. No, she couldn't have been killed because. You know, when they were at the at the Tower of Joy, John was being born. Yeah. So the 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 war was still raging. The, the war was had just ended. So it would have had to be 9 months um into yeah, the Yeah, before Rhaegar's at the Trident. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless of whether they've already accepted him as a a Stark bastard as king in the north. No. I think they're going to be no one's going to quibble over a marriage certificate because he's a no. Stark and a Targaryen. Yeah, he's once once it's revealed, I mean no one's no, no one's going to say anything. It's going to be like, ah, I knew it. Right. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap up here so we can go save our energy and, and uh, get some fried chicken and uh, fried watch chicken. next weekend's preview. You guys have a wonderful week. It's going to be a, a grueling seven days waiting for the next episode. I know. But we'll be right back here to see this. And just remember, when you see your dire wolf in the woods, they may not want to roll with you. Let him go. Just let him go. New phone. Who dis?